everybody. Before we get started, I wanted to remind you that for every episode, we include content notes about things that might be upsetting or disturbing in the description. For this episode specifically, I worked with Emily to recreate the sound of a migraine. So it's pretty gnarly. So if you'd like to know when that sound effect will take place, as well as our other content notes, you can find timestamps in the description. Previously on Quest Friends Hereafter. Mossnapped. One of my partners had been taken against their will, and I could feel a deep ache in the core of my soul itself. Meet me at Chuck Beaver's Emporium of Fun and Pizza, where the fun never dies. Signed, E. Really suspicious about that Maybelline character. Maybelline hands out a card is actually flashing. I don't think I trust Lucas Bang. We should try and plant a bug on him or something. You can learn a lot of things from a good bug. Really hope that envelope I gave you was helpful. Booker starts chewing on the page. Ah! <laughs> and this demon turns around. <laughs> We've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. out in the back stockroom of the out-of-time grocery store? Big Jake Hell looks at you and says, well, actually, uh, uh, this establishment is one of the businesses that I, uh, I own. It's, that's why it's got the death pun in the title. That's a death pun. It's a death pun, yes. You spelled it with an H and a Y, like the herb. Well, it's a food pun as well. So you're just, you're just doubling your puns. You're just doubling your puns so that you can sneak up on people in the back warehouse about their extended car warranties. Wait, okay, we gotta, all right, let's, let's, let's just table set here for a second, okay? My name is Big Jake Hell. I run a variety of businesses, including Out of Time and Hellish Impound. You are a customer of ours who has walked into the back office. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Where we work. Uh-huh. And you are asking me uh-huh. why I, the one sitting here in one of our offices, am stalking you. Um, I'd like it noted that the entire time he's been talking, Sparky has just been rifling through things in this office. Going like, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, like in front of him. And she's trying to find anything about the redacted buyer. And she's like, uh-huh, that is 100% correct. What are you going to do about it? Well, uh, he thinks for a moment. (laughs) Here's what you're going to do about it. I'm catching him off guard. Since you own the out-of-time business, and I understand you are really desperate to um, get me to do something about this expired warranty that I have no messages about. I want to make it clear. We're worried about safety here, Miss Malarkey. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, in the interest of safety... From what I understand, your car does, in fact, not go backwards... Um, uh, you know, it, it sounds like you metaphorically have one foot on the gas and one in the grave, <laughs> that is, so to speak. Um, you know, some cars just work like that, and that's just how they have character. You know, they've got my car has uh, has character. How about this? I will 
sign a new warranty and do all the safety stuff with the new car and do all the things you need me to do to get the new warranty or or whatever, if you can tell me who you sell the rutabagas to. Only convince somebody. Okay. I don't know what stat do you think you would use for this. I don't... Sparky's not trying to trick him. She's being genuine. Like, yeah, whatever. I'll do the warranty. Small price to pay. Uh, give me books then, because you're trying books. to do like an actual negotiation, trying to convince him like this is a good idea. I'm actually negotiating. Yeah. Like whether she puts 100% effort into this after the fact is another thing. But right now she does genuinely mean, yeah, like whatever. I'll do it. Do 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 do. Nine. That is a mixed success. So just under a full success. You convince him kind of. Okay. Choose one of these drawbacks. Something is preventing him from doing what you want. He asks for something in return. He makes one inconvenient misunderstanding. He's temporarily upset with you. Um, he asks for something in return. And he sits there and he nods a little bit. Ah, my Sparky, I wish it could be that simple. I really do. Unfortunately, we did, uh, text you 666 times about that warranty to which you in fact, did not respond. Uh-huh. At that point, if we just kind of have you sign it and wash it all away, well, that's that's going to cause some hellish violations, you understand. If you say so. And he starts filling out some paperwork, very casually, but you could feel like the weight as if you're making a deal with the devil. Yeah. And he says, I'm just going to do a quick contract here. And he sets it down and he pushes the paper over to you and he says, I'm happy to discuss this further with you under the condition that you let us take the car in for basic repairs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want that. It'll be completely free of charge. Our imps are very good at their work, but we do need that car to be safer before we can re-sign the warranty. So you want to take my car and give me no guarantee of me ever getting it back? I mean, it is in the contract that you would get your car back. I don't know why you're coming at me like I am some sort of uh, heinous, devilish businessman here. Look, in my experience, anyone trying to make a deal with you is a devilish evil businessman. It's nothing personal, nothing personal. I mean, it feels a little personal. (laughs) I take that back, actually. I don't want to have said that thing I said. Um, Okay, okay, Kyle, 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 Kyle. Earlier, we talked about bugging, which is a thing that Sparky has done successfully in the past. Bugging, yes. Um, I'm close to agreeing to this. I want to know where this headquarter is, just because. So I want to bug this car so that I can let them take it and get info that way. Would you allow me to have bugged my car somehow? Give me two AP for retroactively bugging your car. And I say that because having a bug and retroactively bugging your car each feel like one AP things. I know, they're different things. That's why That's why I asked before I like committed to the boy because I'm not sure what I'm going to get out of it except for sadness at my car being gone (laughs) for basic repairs. You can also, if Tom wants to spend some of his AP, I I will let Tom spend one AP if if you say like you had Hilda bug the car for you. I'm not 100% sure if Hilda would do that. Yeah. Like Hilda has been standing in the front for a while wondering like, 
why is the boss digging into this rutabaga mystery? Like, <laughs> why? Why does she care? Where does the interest come from? <laughs> let's while while Sparky thinks about this, let's flash back to Hilda just listening to Steve on the radio and in person talking about smoothies. Like Steve on the podcast is like, and the mango smoothie is made with mangoes. And Steve in person is like. And the watermelon smoothie is made out of watermelon. <laughs> Hilda has been listening to all of this with her full attention. That being said, she will choose now to interrupt. Um, thank you for all of this, but I, I think I need to I need to go now. I need to go find my friend. Absolutely. Thank <laughs> you for listening to me talk about smoothies. Here's your smoothie, and he hands it to you. Thank you. Alright, um, yes, so, uh, what are you doing, Hilda? Hilda is gonna look around and see that Sparky is not here, and is also just gonna walk into the back. <laughs> like, without a concerted effort, this child is just, like, running back into the back room. And there's nobody to stop you. You still see a couple of the Fresh Time employees. They're on their break. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They are actually on their break. The ones you see, that is. As I mentioned, a lot of the employees look like Steve. Not in that they're like clones of him or anything, but instead that they're living people wearing their out-of-time aprons. You do notice some other folks in the back, though, and these folks are actually not the living, they are the dead. Specifically, you see imps, small red demons with pointy tails, no shirt, overalls, and boots, some of whom are running heavy machinery, some of whom are taking a break with everyone else, and many of whom seem to be running off somewhere outside of the building, like they're on a job. But you keep running, and eventually you find your way to the back office. And you just you just burst in the door. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking for Sparky. Yeah, you see Sparky talking to this big devil man. She sees Sparky signing a contract with a big devil man. <laughs> I'm gonna sign it. Hey boss, I don't think my distraction was very good. How are things going back here? They are just peachy, kiddo. She finishes signing with a flourish and then shoves it back across the desk at Devil Man. Says, go ahead, do your worst. Uh, so did you do the 2 AP to bug it? I did not, actually. Okay. I saved my AP. Yeah, so he says, uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, my imps uh, actually started towing it away already, so I was pretty worried about what would happen if you weren't signing it. Wow, that feels very presumptuous, and you are very lucky that I want to know where the rutabagas are going so badly. Also, how will we get home if you're towing the car away now Shh. and we're still here in fresh time? <laughs> Hilda, it's okay. I've got it all figured out. Mm. Anyways, let me put that back in the whole ledger and <laughs> the paper goes up in a flame of smoke. <laughs> and he's like, all right, rutabaga, rutabaga. So we've got ramen. We've got the resto. Ah, yes, rutabaga. And swoosh. Another flame of paper comes up and he says, this is all of the paperwork that we have on Rutabaga. You will need to photocopy that though. I do need a copy for my records. The copiers are just uh, in the office next door. Hilda, how good are you at photocopying? I can learn. All right, great. That means neither of us knows how to do it. I held in a sneeze as the dust and ashes swirled through my nostrils. My assistant and I had made our way through the ragtime district in pursuit of our phantom thief. As soon as we opened the doors to the restaurant, we were bombarded 
with the scent of stale food and old man cologne. Yet not a person could be found. Chuck Beavers was as dead as the patrons who frequented it. Irene and Kike, you enter Chuck Beavers' Emporium of Fun and Pizza, a place that was full of life and as much color as you can get in a monochrome area. As you walk through the front doors, looks like a Chuck E. Cheese. You know, you've got a bunch of arcade machines, but because these are old, they're all like the old physical arcade machines before you got digital ones. I don't know if you've ever played these, but they're actually really neat. There's like football, for example, and it's kind of like pinball, but there's a bunch of other levers and stuff you can pull to simulate things like I'm playing baseball. You've got a ball pit. Oh no. All of the paint had lead on it. So over the years, that has just kind of faded off and it's all a bunch of white balls in a sea of ooze that you probably shouldn't be in. And it is, at least when you first enter, completely silent. Mm -hmm. But Irene, your soul, which, I don't know, that, that kind of bit inside of you feels like you're close. We're close. I can feel it. Yes, the classic feeling in your bones and your soul that a mystery is about to be unfolded. <laughs> it is not my bones. Well, no, it is. It is. It is. In, in your case, it is more metaphorical. In my case, it's actually kind of literal most of the time. I feel everything in my bones <laughs> because I am my bones. But um, I have. I have. I have a question. Can I feel specific directions like? hot, cold kind of a situation. Uh, I can't think of a role for that, so give me, give me a heart. Come on. Adjusted for my heart, I rolled a seven. You feel deep in your gut the way to go. Almost as if you can hear a little season reaching out to you. But as you're going in search of it, as you're honing in and tuning out everything else, you feel a splitting pain as this harsh light appears and this loud sound starts blaring in your ears. Kike, you notice this as well. Some faint, poor lights on the stage, pretty dim, light up, and you can see the animatronics for Chuck Beaver's Emporium of Fun and Pizza. And they're weekly playing this little song. Not all of them are there. In fact, uh, you can see some of the legs on some have been chopped off, like as if someone has just pulled out that animatronic. And the only two left are Chuck Beaver, who is a beaver in a workman's outfit, we'll say construction outfit, playing a banjo. And then next to him, Driver Deer. Who is a buff deer on a unicycle. And they're singing this little song as on a little table. Most of them have the, you know, chairs over the top. Mm-hmm. One has actually been set up and there is a little cake with a single candle on it. Oh. Irene has her hands over her ears and she's kind of squinting for no apparent reason to Kike as she approaches. Kike is still full into the noir aesthetic, so he's like, ah, yes, focusing only on the clues <laughs> and trying to not have any extraneous input 
block our creative detective work. That is a classic strategy from the second book of Lady Textuff's adventure. Exactly, that is my strategy, she says, wincing a little as <laughs> she oh, speaks right in her oh, ear. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, yeah, you walk up and you see see the cake. Is the candle lit? The candle is lit. This seems like a fire hazard. It sure does. Hmm. Does the cake have any name on it? Like, happy birthday, Jimothy, or something? <laughs> Roll me investigate. Okay. I want to I wanna do that too. If both of you want to investigate, the way we handle that is that, Irene, you are going to help Kike. Okay. So we're going to do the move, help a friend. Mm. Essentially, you give a bonus to Kike based on your relationship score. Oh, no. Oh, no. But that's a zero for me. And a minus one for Irene, right? Yeah, it's going to move up after this, but it hasn't. I haven't changed my stats yet. A negative 0.5 is in the process of increasing. So the way help a friend works is essentially when you help someone do something else or if you are doing something at the same time to avoid multiple roles, one of you will help the other. Now, each of you has a compatibility score with somebody else. It goes from negative one, which is frenemies, to plus three, which is family. How well you do is based on your compatibility score. So compatibility score can change between sessions as relationships move and expand. But what are your compatibility scores right now? Zero. Negative one. So with compatibility scores, we default to the lower one. Because, for example, while Lionel would give a relationship score of like plus two or plus three with Kike, Kike would have a compatibility score of negative one. No, please, negative two. What negative one? So even if Lionel wants to be Kike's friend, because of that mismatch, they're not being super compatible. Again, it's not how good of friends you are, it's how well you work together. I can think of a specific rib. So, with negative one frenemies, Ari gains one AP, and so does Emily. Why? Because Ari does roll with disadvantage. What if I spend an AP? Yeah, what if my rolling with advantage is to cancel the disadvantage, so it's just a flat two die instead? Perfect. So how how does Irene helping kind of get in the way, but not really? I feel like because she's still like covering oh, her no. ears on and off, her elbow's getting in the way. Oh my god! Kike trying to look because she's leaning in and it's in front of him. And Kiki, normally this would get in the way of you, but today it isn't. Why isn't it getting in the way? Because he thinks. Like, it's it's a strategy, a potential, like, silent strategy uh, in case there's, like, you know, the, the, the culprit is nearby so that the culprit doesn't listen to this strategy. So it's a way for Irene to tell Kike to shift his focus a little bit, not to where he was looking, but a little bit to the side of the cake to see if he gets a better hint that way. This child is a mastermind <laughs> playing four-dimensional chess! <laughs> I love it. I adore it. <laughs> roll, Ari. Roll me a plus books. Okay, a plus books. I have a plus one in books. Card of the dice. 
That's in eleven. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. So ask me a question. You're investigating this table, this cake. Ooh. What's something you want to know the answer to? I mean, Kiki was just looking to see if the cake had like a specific, you know, happy birthday, Jimothy. The cake is in not perfect handwriting. This person clearly is not used to writing on cakes. This is not a store-bought cake. This is homemade. But it does, in fact, say, happy birthday, Rhonda. Ah, so we have another clue here. Rhonda. Do you know anybody named... Is your name Rhonda? Do you know anybody named Rhonda? <laughs> I, I, I realize I don't actually know your name, but... Uh, my name is not Rhonda, and I, I do not know any Rhondas. My name is Irene, the famous Necrobon trainer. I do not know if you have heard of me. I don't think I have heard of any Irene's, except for the rival of Detective <laughs> Lady Detective Irene Peddler, <laughs> who was equally as brilliant. <laughs> who is equally as brilliant, which seems to be also the case for you. Truly, you're not an assistant. <laughs> you are an equally brilliant detective rival. Thank you. I appreciate your assessment. Kike has gained Irene's respect by treating her as an equal rather than a child. And meanwhile, Kike's just too into this. Yeah, he's just really into it. This story that that's just why, like... Yeah, Rhonda. Okay, and she doesn't know any Rhondas. Mmm. Mmm. Oh, wait, did, does, does someone say my name? And you hear this, like, shuffling and and the cake rattles a little bit as emerging from underneath the table, you see the masked figure. The tuxedo mask is just hanging out at the table. She is a woman who looks probably in her, like, 30s or something like that. It's a bit hard to see because she's semi-translucent. She has a ghostly face, but she has curly wisps of orange hair poking out from the side of the mask. So we got like the oh, yeah. Phantom of the Opera mask on one side and on the other side, just this really friendly, rosy-cheeked face with like this curly orange hair. And the figure kind of like fumbles up a little bit and is like, oh yeah, did you, uh, did someone say my name? I'm sorry, the, um, the fork fell on the ground. And she lifts up a little fork and places it next to one of two little paper plates. Aha! The clues add up. The mask, the name Rhonda, the establishment. All of these point towards a single suspect. And it is you, Rhonda. Relinquish my mossies. And the missing uh, pig pick. And that. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, are you, are you, are you, are you guys, are you guys E? Ah, uh, right, that's correct. A clue didn't add up. E in the note. Yes, we are in fact E. Roll to convince somebody. Roll me slick. You're lying your ass <laughs> off. I'm so proud of you. Uh, I want to spend my last AP. I think it is my last AP. To do... Why would I lie 
If my character is lying, spend one AP to make whatever they're lying about the truth. Oh my fucking god. Christ almighty. <laughs> I've taken the Lord's name in vain yet again. Did I destroy? One second. <laughs> I'm glad I got fucking destroyed. I'll frantically <laughs> redoing the mystery in his head. <laughs> okay. How let's let's put it this way. Let's do it this way. Because you cannot literally be E unless we have like some fucking flashback where Kike signs a letter. It's like well, it's in like slow but... black and white the way you do when you reveal Kaiser Sose was that all along. Listen here, his name Kike is a nickname for Enrique, which starts with the letter E. <laughs> so in reality, he is E. Well, you can't be the person who wrote the letter unless Kike got fuck unless he got like wasted on Soul Cider and like wrote this arcane mystery. What if the key clone survived? Oh, he's <laughs> the culprit all along. Are you mad that that wasn't didn't actually happen, Kyle? I think you made it happen now, Emily. Oh my god. You solved the mystery! Me? Players may have sabotaged my mystery, but you know what they can't sabotage? The announcement break, which is where I've taken shelter now. So let's get right into it. <laughs> so the first credit I want to do today is I want to give a credit to Miles Mercury. We first worked months ago with Miles to create the intro theme for Quest Friends Hereafter. And I brought them back to take that creepy song that I sang at the beginning of the Necromon Thief and adapt it to a more upbeat and honestly just as creepy Chuck E. Cheese version. If you like that song and would like to download it, you can find a link to a free post on our Patreon below where you can download that for, again, completely free. But while you're there, I'd encourage you to take a look at our Patreon subscriptions. I know I mention it every episode, but we offer a lot of fun stuff for patrons, with 222 exclusive posts at the time of this episode's release. So even if you only subscribe for one month, that's over 200 pieces of new Quest Friends content, including short stories, bonus episodes, GM notes, chat logs, and of course, video outtakes where you can watch Hallie's face turn beet red in real time as she dies from laughter or rage or sometimes both. If you're interested in financially supporting Quest Friends, Patreon is by far the most effective way of doing it. Plus, if you join now, you'll get to have a say in what we do for Rest Friends, which is the pending name of our chill, hangout, talk, Patreon podcast that we'll start releasing once we get 50 backers. 
Anyways, that's enough advertising the Patreon. Again, if you just want the music, you can find a link below. You can download it for completely free. It is delightfully horrifying. Down there in the description, you'll also find a link to Pontifax and Totalis Rankium. And that is, again, to thank Bree from Pontifax and Rob from Totalis Rankium for doing the noir monologues for the Necromon Thief. You'll also find a link to our Twitch page because we are going to be having a fun, casual five-year anniversary stream on Sunday, September 25th, our five-year anniversary at 7 p.m. Central Time. Me and the other players will be doing some Jackbox. We'll be doing some code names. We might be doing some Channel A, which is by far my favorite apples-to-apple-style card game. My favorite card game. It's really good. Uh, you'll see what it is when we get there, or you can just Google Channel A. It's a very good game. The point is, it will be fun and casual and chill, and if you want to hang out on our Twitch to celebrate our five-year anniversary, you can hang out with us then and there. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Our next episode, Creature from the Camp Lagoon, will be releasing on Monday, September 19th. I'll see you then. And you see Aurelio Enrique. Wait, no, no, no. Don't call me that name. Sticks on a mustache. It's Eddie now. <laughs> you, it's impossible. You died. I saw you die. For real this time as a dead person. I understand what death feels like. And I saw it with my own eyes. You saw Kike to die. But nobody thinks about KK3 or KK4, KK5. It's me, Eddie, E-D-D-I-E. Five letters, E, the fifth letter of the alphabet. I was the third KK. The fifth, I was, fuck, I was the fifth KK. <laughs> it was hard to keep us organized. I, I was the fifth one. <sighs> this is just... Like the 16th book in Delay novels, where he meets with his arch nemesis, Stuff Detect Lay. <laughs> oh, you guys, you guys read those? You guys read those books too? I really like those. It's Hush, a bit of Rhonda. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is between us and him. Uh, Irene has dropped her hands from her ears and is just staring open mouth, shaking her head just a tiny bit in confusion. This is part of a previous incident of mine. Incident! Incident! That is what you would call us, isn't it? Nothing more than a minor inconvenience. A minor incident with a necroman box. Did you ever think about how that box worked, Enrique? I just, I assumed that it multiplied things and destroying it <laughs> demultiplied things. Listen! I will be honest here, my existence here is sometimes kind of routine and everything. I wouldn't want another one of me going through the same experience that I am going through. I'm not another one of you! I made that clear. You do day in and day out, working with your nonsense at that Kimmy Crap organization, where I, with some help, 
from interested parties ascended. <laughs> How dare you disrespect the name of Kimikra? Oh, Kimikra, those are the guys that make the Necromon card. Rhonda, this is not a conversation between. <laughs> okay, I'll just, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll just sit down. Thank you, Rhonda. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, th thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I have detected it is your birthday today. We have detected it is your birthday today. It, it, is, it is my birthday. It is my birthday. That's why he can't... <laughs> Shut up, Rhonda! So, since we are in the part where the culprit tells about his plan before being foiled by the detective, tell me! What was your plan in this whole Necromon stealing? You think I would monologue openly about this? I've been monologuing openly about what I'm doing the entirety of this day. <laughs> the last time I'm not you, but also Rhonda didn't really understand my, my plan. I just, I was told to gather some Necromon and then we'd have a little birthday party. It's my birthday. Oh, you, you are right. You congratulated me on that, so thank you. Do you know, Enrique, why Necromon can stay in this realm? I never thought about it, no. I am not a Necromon aficionado. <laughs> Perhaps Irene can. She, she has said that she is somehow of a Necromon champion. Can you illustrate that question? I can answer this as I am both a Necromon champion and a Necromon aficionado. <laughs> the reason that Necromon are able to stay here is by anchoring their very soul to another object or being, such as a card, or very occasionally, a person such as myself. Yes, yes, the soul bond, the thing that keeps us anchored. And I do mean us. Oh no. You see, Kike, Wait. that box. Are you a necromon? <laughs> but, but, wait, wait, no, everybody, everybody, pause. I would like to try to use my ability while <laughs> necromon capture. <laughs> How does the ability work? You may acquire additional necromon. While this doesn't always require a roll, if you encounter a wild necromon and want to capture it, roll plus fierce and take the steps based on your results below. Depending on the power of the necromon, you may need to defeat it in a confrontation first. Give me a roll to catch <laughs> Kike. Eddie, I would like to use an AP to roll with advantage. Okay. Roll with advantage to catch Aurelio Enrique Ueso Kanaka. Well, not the real one. His name is Eddie, Kyle. I'm I'm catching Eddie. His name is Eddie. You have to respect that. Oh, you want you want you want to catch Eddie? Did you think I yeah. was trying to catch Kike? Why would you catch yeah. me? Yeah, I'm not trying to catch Kike. Did catch Kike? He wants to catch Eddie. Why did she catch me? What? How did you get the clones confused? You must Eddie. I'm not catching Kike. The effort of this episode, which is bonding with Irene, I'm completely <laughs> fractured any opportunity, any completely undoing instance. Like that would just shatter. But but catching Rando Eddie, yeah, that's fine. That's a whole different bag. Yeah, try try. Keep try, all try. of this in of us just yelling at you. Why would 
Irene. Yes, you have to. <laughs> capture Kike. Capture Kike. Like, okay. Okay, so it's this plus fierce. Mm-hmm. So I rolled 14. <laughs> Eddie is my necromon now. Well, you can't just kidnap a man. Who gets to voice Eddie? I eat. That's his, that's his necromon name. He's a new necromon for Irene. Eddie is my necromon. I eat. God, this bonding went to unexpected <laughs> levels. <laughs> <laughs> we have bonded in so many ways. Hilda's <laughs> gonna get a surprise next time that you're both at the Necromon <laughs> Battle Tournament. Ariel is gonna be like, what is my uncle doing in the field? What the fuck? <laughs> oh my god, this is so horrible. It's the fucking Aladdin thing. <laughs> like, all, all universal things. <laughs> 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 Describe how you catch Eddie, Emily. Uh, so here's the thing. I don't have any Necromon cards, but I feel like it would be very inappropriate to unwillingly soul bond someone. Are there any, are there any birthday cards for Rhonda you could use? Happy birthday, Rhonda, with a blank space <laughs> for someone else to sign it. You can tell she's written the happy oh, birthday, Rhonda. Rhonda. Oh, no. Oh, Rhonda. Rhonda had a whole sad backstory, you guys. Which is out the fucking window. That they skipped. You can give Eddie as a birthday present to Rhonda. Okay, so if I understand correctly, while he is mid-monologue, Irene, do you just, like, grab the card and whip it at him? I grab the card and hold it between my pointer and middle finger and hold it in front of my face and then turn it so that it's covering my eyes and then turn it back towards him, lower it, and then fling it at him. Christ. Because Irene is nothing if not dramatic in her necro. She practices a lot, which is funny because she doesn't use cards. But unlike other Necromon, I am untethered. I am unshackled. And soon your Necromon, and he reveals a box, will also be set. What the fuck is that? Ah! Language, come on! Before the last bony hand goes in, you see just it flip up a middle finger as he says, Oh, piss off, Kike! <laughs> Primero. Which is just you first. <laughs> you were unshackled. <laughs> I will let him out eventually, Irene says as she kneels down and holds out her hands for the mossy to come to her. The mossy bites you the bars, it runs towards you. See some, see some, and the other mossies run towards it. It's- <laughs> You know, were it not for the fact that we have a scary animatronic band up there, we've just imprisoned a man in a card, and everything else going around would be a really touching moment. Rhonda cries. Rhonda might be crying for several reasons. <laughs> oh no, I just thought of something terrible. What? What if I gave the card to Rhonda and said happy birthday, sign your name? Yeah, that's like, what if it's a gift, man? <laughs> I hate you too. Happy birthday, Rod. 
actual man. I can't just imprison him. You've already, you've already sealed him in a card. Well, I was gonna let him out. Maybe Rhonda will let him out. <laughs> you don't know Rhonda. Okay. <laughs> this is the start of a sitcom. You know, Rhonda and Eddie, one of them's in a card. Really? Is, and this is for me? <laughs> just so you understand, there is a sentient being trapped in this card. <laughs> you may release him at any point. Okay, okay, that'll be great. Well, ha- uh, okay, cool. And she signs the card, Rhonda Light. <laughs> They've given Rhonda Light a necromon! <laughs> I hope you're happy. <laughs> I bitch laughter is here. So do we now have to get back to where the scary animatronic band is chasing us? Because in that case... You know, I've been having a recurring nightmare. Where I would meet you guys, (laughs) and then I'd be chased, and I would need help, and the guy- I don't fucking- how do we get- (laughs) You ended- you ended the session with that- we just started with this end, and the end- the end is never arrived. I- I think that's just a good comedy. That's- (laughs) this is how role-playing works. This is a good- Way to illustrate that sometimes the things you think are going to happen at the beginning of an improvised session do not happen. All right, Hilda and Sparky, it's been quite a while since we last saw you as you've been struggling to figure out how to use a photocopier. I didn't have a specific time in mind, but it's late. Uh, Maybe Fresh Time closes early on Sundays. The yeah. important thing is that it's been long enough that Big Jake Hell goes home and just says, uh, just, home, you know, the sun is down. Just uh, turn off the lights when you're done and uh, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So, boss, um, you know, I believe in all of your work, but I I'm not always sure exactly what our story is for some of these investigations. I get a bad feeling about Scoop Corp, and I don't know why. They've been so weird about Booker. But do you do you know something else about, like, anything they're doing? Or is, is there something else that's been causing harm with the rutabagas? Do we have any other clues? I'm not, I'm not questioning the investigation, of course. It's, it's, uh, it's a big scoop. But also, I'm not sure what exactly we are looking for. Hmm. You know, sometimes, Hilda, when you ask a question, you aren't really sure what you're looking for either. You just know there's a question, and you need it answered. And that's what the rutabagas are for me. I maintain this is important to figure out. I maintain that we're going to find very important information in these files that we are scanning. That makes sense. Although we did break a lot of rules, I guess, to get back here. Well, I'll say Libby. Um, Listen, there's also... Do you remember that, uh, that lake? Oh, yeah. The cave. And... Yeah, yeah, the cave with the... With the Rasputin. Yeah, that's his name, Rasputin, the boiler rat man. Um, something weird, something weird happened down there, and uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if you've ever, um. Yeah, I. Something weird happened to me too. Really? What happened to you, kid? Well, I guess I must have passed out for a little while, and I think that's when I found Booker. But I woke up tied to a tree. <laughs> I don't actually know what happened there, but. That makes sense, if something weird from that was connected to the, the rutabaga, but why do you always bug Mr. Kike? 
Is there a specific thing he did that was really interesting for a scoop? Because it seems like he's not that hard to talk to if you just give him a chance and, and don't bug him too much. No, no, there's nothing, there's nothing. Look, Kike is from the hereafter, and, and tabloids, they will pay a lot of money for good info about the hereafter. It's just about the money? No, no, of course not. It's, um, it's, um, you know, uh... Also, while this is happening, I want to do some classic sleight of hand using techniques from Babka Anya's book. Okay. I would like to sleight of hand the card foil that has the page in it away from Sparky. Wow, fuck you! You want to take it away? Yeah, yeah. Fuck you! Yeah, I'm... She's pickpocketing me! <laughs> I'm specifically doing, like, one of those, like, coin-behind-the-ear tricks. But, like, without ever revealing the punchline, just the sleight of hand part where you, like, sneak something. It's called theft. I'm gonna spend two AP to succeed automatically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have the page now. Fuck! I wanted that! God damn it! It looks like I learned a little too well from you, boss, is what I would say if I was caught, but Fuck I it. wasn't. Well, Sparky's thinking about things while Hilda pilfers from her pockets. And she'll say, oh, no, Kike, you know, he just, uh, he's always popping back and forth between this world and, and, and the hereafter. And, 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 you know, it just, uh, it's just interesting that, um, a lot, a lot of, go of ghosts and, and netherworld creatures don't really, uh, don't really do that as much. So I just want, I just, you know, I, I, I want to know. I mean, that makes sense. But I think you'll have more success if you just let him tell you things on his terms instead. Tell he doesn't have terms, kid. I mean, he'll tell me things sometimes. You just gotta listen. He tells you things. Yeah. I mean, that was because I I went to his chemistry presentation at the fair, and then because I was interested and I I didn't know if I would like chemistry or not, I like agreed to become his apprentice as well. What? I'm learning both journalism and chemistry. What? I can be an apprentice to more than one person. <laughs> You didn't sign a contract. I didn't sign a contract with either of you, probably because that would be illegal and not binding as a child. You're apprentice to Kike, and oh, he just talks to you all the time, huh? Sparky's just muttering to herself. She's not being like, she's just, she's just, she's just muttering to herself. She's not yelling at Hilda or anything like that. Uh, Kyle, Kyle. Yeah. Could I use my remaining two adventure points to automatically succeed in bugging Hilda's backpack? <laughs> What the fuck? You get what you take, Ficken! Why? Why are you bugging her backpack? Because Kike talks to Hilda, and I want to hear about that. Also, Irene talks to Hilda, and I haven't asked about Irene and Elliot yet. I need to know things. Well, Irene is not going to talk to Hilda about this Elliot. This feels highly questionable. Okay, well, that's fair enough. Maybe I won't do it. I am sorry for X-carding you bugging a child, but I think- That's fine. This is too big of a violation of trust that doesn't feel like it is a story beat that will come back. It will just feel like we will always have the conscience- We'll always have, like, all right, all the right. knowledge that you bugged a child who is not Irene. Yeah. If it was Irene, I'd say yes, absolutely, but Irene is a different <laughs> class of child. Irene is my nemesis. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we'll just end that conversation with Sparky uh, muttering to herself. Okay. Fair. By the way, Sparky, do you take time to read the paper? Yeah, but the papers we scanned, yeah. You look at the paper and you see, you know, a bunch of common names, random workers, but the one name you see consistently for a buyer is someone named Sammy Esther. 
Uh, did we? So I have a way I can close it at any point. But did anyone have anything else they wanted to do tonight? Yeah, I just wanted to text Lucas Bang. I need a ride <laughs> with a period. <laughs> You get okay with an exclamation point. <laughs> He's too excited. He can't think about it. That's so cute. Uh, and he appears and you know, he's going to drive an old beat up pickup truck. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey there, Sparky. Oh, and uh, the protege. The protege. That's right. You meet again. Hello there. Rickle. Hilda's just keeping his stony face. No emotions. <laughs> One of Booker's little eye stalks curls around to look Hilda in the eyes. Yeah. As we're as we're getting in the car, I want to, um, you know, I passed along that package from Oset Scuba to uh, to Hilda that you gave me. Oh, yeah. I hope it. <laughs> and he looks back at you, Hilda. I hope that answered uh, some of your questions. Hmm. Yeah. Recoob. Booker turns his eye stalks back to both of them stare at Lucas Bang. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes back to driving. You know, I, uh, I actually, it's been so long, I, I didn't know how to get back to out of time. Uh, Maybelline, though, when I asked her, knew the address immediately. <sighs> Man, she can be so helpful sometimes, you know? A lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. She seems like uh, really helpful. Like she's really like all up in your business, you know, and oh, just yeah. kind of always mm-hmm. around yep. and um, maybe a little bit too much, you know, like getting <laughs> to the point where it's kind of annoying. I mean, she's just doing her job. That's their responsibility. <laughs> I had to work. Oh, really. so her job is to text you the address of the out of time grocery store. That's a nice job because it's only one thing. Well, I mean, she does a lot of things. I actually had to convince her uh, not not to come come along with me. Oh, why did she want to, why did she disapprove she knew, why did she want to come along? Uh, you know, just, uh, organizations can be a bit overwhelming, a bit overbearing. <laughs> <laughs> so they even control your, aren't you off the clock right now? Lucas Bang does a long, hard stare <laughs> out the front of the car and is silent for the rest of the drive. <laughs> I'm stuck. Oh, no. Oh, God. This poor overworked man. Now, you may be wondering yet again what exactly was with the opening to this tale. When and how did the events concerning deadly animatronics and Rhonda's betrayal transpire? I was wondering, actually. Well, the answer, as it so often is with mysteries, is deceptively simple. They didn't. Those events were not from my own tale, but instead from the book I was reading. Lead detect stuff and the animatronic islands. You see, the worst mistake you can make as a detective is assuming you are ever safe from suspicion. Investigation is a war of information, and you never know when an actor with malicious intent has their eyes and ears set on you, waiting for you to slip up. The moon is obscured by the scuba core space scraper. In one of this tower's many high floors, a man holding a stack of boxes of rutabaga sheepishly, yet gracelessly, weaves between other employees, occasionally brushing against them with the back of his sewn-together cloth hands or a string of his shaggy orange yarn hair. 
This is Sammy Esther, the possessed stuffed doll that co-hosted Irene and Hilda's first duel. After a couple more near misses, Sammy accidentally bumps into another employee, this one covered head to toe in pink. Mm. And his body can't decide whether it wants to jump in fright or shulk in shame. He ends up doing both, and he says, Oh, I'm uh, sorry about that, Maybelline. Oh, don't worry about it, Maybelline says, her teeth clenched in a forced, furious smile. You know, you, you're you just working so hard for Mr. Scuba, and that's why he likes you second most. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go deliver these. And he kind of awkwardly shuffles off. And as he leaves, we can see Maybelline just casually tossing a rutabaga she stole from his box as she continues listening to this little earpiece in her ear that is blinking like the business card she gave you at the end of Bang Bang. And she just murmurs to herself, So they're wary of the page, but the book will do anything to find it. Wow. You can learn a lot of things from a good bug. that'll be the end of the episode. You wouldn't let me bug a child. The second you said you can learn a lot of things from a good bug, Hallie, I was oh, like, Oh my God. Maybelline's heard that. Maybelline I heard just, you say that. Oh my God. She stole my fucking words. I said that. She did it intentionally. I said that. To mock you from afar. I, yeah, I didn't even get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what oh. the fuck, Maybelline? I want to fight her. Thanks a lot, you guys. You know, when I when I got the weird, mysterious email for my birthday saying that if I did some things for them, we could have a birthday party. I you know, I actually thought it was a scam, but you guys are great. I can't think of a way that anything could go wrong. And that's when everything went wrong <laughs> and we smash cut <laughs> to you running away from the <laughs> It just spontaneously comes to life. We didn't even explain how it happened. No. I mean, if you're in a place with animatronics, it's going to happen. It's the ragtime guy. I don't know. He's back possessing animatronic animals. Kiki, you see Rhonda's like, wait, I'm sorry I betrayed you by taking the last piece of cake. I just thought I could because it was my birthday. And you can see she's being pulled by the beaver animatronic. No! No, no. We don't want that. No. And KK, you rolled a failure on help oh, somebody. No. So how do you fail to help? <laughs> oh, oh no. But I want to help her. No. Am I not there? Oh no. Can I not salvage this? I want to have a whole a whole a whole cool uh, uh teach you how to necrom 
Pokemon this thing. This poor child does not deserve. I want to do a oh, thing. Pokey, Pokey, oh, will help. <laughs> Pokey, oh, help. We're all attached. We're all attached to Rhonda now. I'm trying to figure out if I want to make Rhonda a teen so that she can be part of the Intermortal Necromon Championship because if she's in her 30s, she can't. I mean, look, Rasputin made it work. There's also the option that you just have like Necromon showcases. That's and true. just walks past and it's like, that's yeah. Newbie Necromon showcase. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Kike. Because in like, in, in later Pokemon games, they have like, uh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Sporty contests. Because all the Pokemon oh, no. have little adjectives and you can enter your Pokemon. Does this mean I will have another one of my characters in a fucking fashion contest? <laughs> another clone yeah. of my character <laughs> in a fashion spandex again? You thought it could only happen once. And like, and I know what you're thinking, which is, oh no. Parading uh, like a like a living man, a living living man. Uh, maybe not good, but what if what if Eddie? What if this is what Eddie needs? What if Rhonda and Eddie discussed it off screen? But also, Kika know how to evaluate. What does this mean that this clone got trapped in a card and like and he get trapped in a card? Is Kike a necromon? Who knows? <laughs> Plot twist. And how many other clones are around? He mentioned more than one. Was he the only one that survived? Will there be more plots? All of these are questions that now remain. Take notes, Hilda. I'm about to crack this case wide open. What did you sign up for? Car repairs. That's a good thing. <laughs> we had to circle the parking lot for ten minutes looking for a spot we could pull through. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I love that we have a dramatic noir mystery and then Sparky and Hilda go to the grocery stores and have an amicable talk with... The devil. I mean, you didn't do anything to piss him off, so I was like... He's big Jake Hell. He's, he's you, big Jake Hell, man. He's a, he's, yeah. he's a nice, small businessman. He's He, he makes fair deal. I'm not going to piss off Jake Hell. He's doing his thing. Does Alexander Hamilton shill uh, cryptocurrency now? Oh, no! Oh, the thing God. is, he probably would. And he is around in this world. I have spent quite a bit of today on my drive home listening to Alexander Hamilton's contemporaries and their bullshit economic theories and just naked self-interest. So, yes, I think Alexander Hamilton would have been into cryptocurrency. I'm putting in now Alexander Hamilton shills crypto because that's a fact. When it blew up, he would have claimed that his mistress stole all of his NFTs. She stole all my apes! All of the apes are gone! Alright, well we can stop the recording now, like I don't- <laughs> There's nothing left? What the fuck? That's all she wrote, folks. What the fuck happened? This is my favorite episode. <laughs>